Grace, mercy, and peace to you, beloved, from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In our sermon this morning, in the sermon this morning, the text is from John 8. We heard it last week, but let me read it for you again. Those of you who brought your Bibles, please open up your Bibles. Follow along. Again, John chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. Many of you have smartphones. Maybe you have a Bible app. You could open that and follow along as well. John 8, 31 through 36. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Thus far our text. Now I don't normally do this, but I'm going to start with a story. A story about a boy by the name of Johnny. Johnny. Johnny and his sister Sally went for a vacation in the country to their grandmother's and grandfather's farm. This year, Johnny was old enough, and his grandpa gave him a slingshot to play with. But he warned him, don't shoot at the barnyard animals, only practice in the woods. And Johnny happily did that. He spent hours practicing in the woods but he was a poor shot. He never hit anything. One day, discouraged, he was heading home and he saw his grandmother's pet duck. And you could guess what happened. He let fly without even thinking about it, hit the duck square in the head, killed it. And he was surprised. He was shocked. And he panicked. So he hid, quickly hid the duck. But then he looked up and he saw his sister close by watching everything he had done. Sally then just turned around, said nothing, and walked away. That night after dinner, Grandma said, Sally, would you please help me with the dishes? And Sally replied, Grandma, Johnny really likes to help in the kitchen. And then she leaned over and whispered, Remember the duck? And so Johnny got up and helped with the dishes that night. The next day, Grandpa said to the kids, Hey, would you want to go fishing? But Grandma said, Sorry, Sally has to stay and help me with supper. But Sally again quickly replied, Grandma, Johnny really wants to learn how to cook. And then she leaned over and whispered to Johnny, Remember the duck. So Sally went off fishing and Johnny stayed to help with dinner. And that went on for some days. And he did, Johnny did his own chores and he did his sister's chores too until finally he could stand it no longer. Then Johnny went and told his grandmother everything. And to his surprise, his grandmother wasn't angry, wasn't mad. She knelt down. She hugged Johnny and said, I know, I saw you from the kitchen window. I was just wondering how long you were going to keep quiet and not tell me and let your sister make a slave 
out of you. So that's the story. Because of the love of his grandmother, through her forgiveness, Johnny was free. He was no longer a slave of his sister Sally. And Johnny enjoyed that freedom the rest of the visit. The Reformation. And Reformation Day, that's what it's all about. It's about freedom. It's all about being free, being set free. How? By Jesus. By His Word. And by the forgiveness that Jesus gives. We heard our Lord's promise to us. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So today we have the opportunity to observe and to remember that day Dr. Martin Luther took hammer in hand and posted his 95 theses on the castle church door in Wittenberg, Germany. That happened yesterday, 1517. And that act we remember and celebrate as the beginning of the Reformation of the Church. The Reformation of the Church. That word Reformation, it means to reform. To reform, to form again the church and to restore to the church that wonderful truth about Jesus. The truth about the purpose of God's Word. The freedom that Jesus gives in and through the Gospel. The Gospel. And what is the Gospel? The Gospel is good news. It's the good news about the truth about Jesus and the forgiveness, the freedom He gives. The Gospel is all about Jesus, not about us. It's about Jesus, about God's Son, our Savior, Jesus, born for us, living a perfect life for us, that perfect life that we fail to live, dying on the cross for us with our trespasses, with our sins, rising for us, for our justification. That means our right standing with God for our forgiveness and freedom, opening for us heaven and for, to all believers. Reformation Day is about the truth and freedom Jesus gives in himself and in his word. And because of that, Reformation Day has been celebrated a long, long time. You might be surprised how long it's been celebrated. Now, I read somewhere... I can't remember where, maybe Pastor Ziegler would remember where, that Reformation Day may have begun as early as 1528. 1528. That's while Martin Luther was still alive. That's only 11 years after Martin Luther posted his 95 Theses. Now back in 1528, and I hope still today, at least in our church, the Reformation isn't about Martin Luther. It's not about praising Dr. Martin Luther. The Reformation is about remembering. And it's about recalling all that God has done and thanking God for all of His gifts. Thanking God. In fact, it seems that when the Reformation was first celebrated, 
if indeed it was in 1528, the main focus was in thanking God for his word in the language of the people. That would be in the German language. You see, on Reformation Day, it's wonderful to remember and recall how before Dr. Martin Luther, the Bible was only in Latin. Only in Latin. And of course, few people could read and understand the Latin language. So back in 1528 and still today, the Bible in the language of the people, the language that the people understand, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, whether that's in German and your language is German or it's in English and you understand English. It's a big deal. That's why God speaks to be heard. That's why God moved his holy writers to write down his word so that people would hear it, so people would learn what he has said, so people would let that word sink deeply into their hearts that it might affect their lives for time and for all eternity. The Bible, God's Word, the Holy Scripture, there's lots of other books that have been translated into lots of different languages, but the Bible is different. The Bible is God's Word. The Bible is inspired and inerrant. The Bible is truth, divine truth, the truth about Jesus, Jesus' truth and the freedom that Jesus gives. Yes, it's true that the truth of the Bible shows us that without Jesus and without His freedom, we are slaves. Slaves to sin. Just as Johnny was a slave to his sister Sally, having to do whatever Sally had said. Now, as a young boy, Martin Luther... He also was a slave. He was told all the things he had to do because God was, would be mad at him. And, he had, and, because, and that he would free himself from and gain freedom by doing all sorts of good things. He also heard the same thing repeated when he became a monk, monk and entered the monastery. So that's what he did. He did lots of things. He did penance. He said his prayers. He attended the religious services. He fasted. He did all sorts of other things. He even denied himself bodily comforts, a a warm blanket on a cold winter's night. Luther did that and he did more, hoping that he would finally be free, that God would no longer be angry with him because of his sins and he would enjoy peace with God. But that didn't happen for Luther. Time and time again, he continued to see his sins. He confessed his sins until in frustration, his father confessor, John Staupitz, in frustration, sent Luther off, read the Bible, read the Bible. And that's what Luther did. And he could do that because he had already learned and he understood the Latin language. And slowly as he read the Bible and studied the Bible, Luther discovered the reason that he wasn't able to set himself free, that he couldn't gain freedom by his own works. Luther learned what we now call original sin. Luther happened to call it hereditary sin. Hereditary sin. Because he read David in Psalm 51 verse 5, 
Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. He led, read Paul in Romans, Romans 5.19, through the disobedience of the one man, that one man being Adam, the many were made sinners. The many means all people. And Luther realized that included himself that he had inherited sin from Adam and Eve through his parents, and that sin made him a slave, just as Johnny had been made a slave to Sally because of his sin. Thankfully, though, Luther learned another truth in the Bible, the gospel truth, the truth which is good news, the good news about Jesus, about his birth, about his life, about his death and resurrection, the truth that set him free, giving him forgiveness. The forgiveness that is a gift through faith in Jesus, through faith in his word of the gospel. And being comforted by this, finally at peace with this, Luther began to make this known. So on October 31st, 1517, he posted his 95 theses in hopes of starting a discussion a debate within the church about this freedom, about forgiveness concerning indulgences at that time. And then later, he translated the Bible into the language that the German people could understand. Understand. Now, folks, it's easy for us to understand why people before Luther didn't know, didn't understand what the Bible had to say. After all, the Bible was in a foreign language. Though parts of the Bible were read during the church service, still the German people couldn't understand it because it was in a foreign language. Now what is hard to understand is how so many people today neither know nor understand what the Bible has to say. In our day, we not only have one English translation, we have many English translations. And even more, the Bible is readily available. Readily available. If you have a smartphone, you could freely download the app. Check for ESV. You'll find it. It's a free app. You could read it there. Or you could buy a printed copy. I checked. Amazon carries a very inexpensive Bible, $2.89. And if you happen to be a Prime member, you could get it with free shipping. Still, even though it's translated into English, readily avail uh, available and inexpensive, many people remain biblically ignorant, biblically illiterate, many who attend church regularly. Again, we might understand how this could be in congregations from when men from the pulpit say, oh, you don't need to read the Bible. It's not important for you to read. It's too complicated for you to understand. And it's full of contradictions anyway. Or in churches that people are told, just believe what you hear from the pulpit, from your church leader, from your pastor, or just follow your heart or follow your feelings. But friends, how could this happen in congregations that have a day set aside to observe and celebrate the Reformation among people who hear from their leaders and they could read in Scripture about the freedom that's found 
in Jesus and His Word. That freedom of forgiveness. O Lord, help us to see what we're doing when we undervalue Your Word. Forgive us. Change our hearts. Make us free that we gladly hear and learn it. Beloved, listen to Jesus again. If you abide in my word, you are really my disciples. Again, if you abide in my word, you are really my disciples. That's why Luther translated the Bible into the German language. That's a theme that comes out of the Reformation. Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone. And not what my pastor tells me to believe alone. Not what my heart or my feelings tell me to believe alone. No, Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone. And that leads us to another important Reformation point, a Reformation truth. You could see this on the bulletin cover for today. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are a disciple. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are Jesus' disciple. Now yes, that word disciple, we could use that word disciple as a synonym for other words. We heard another word in, or a phrase in the epistle uh, reading, children of God. So disciple could be used as a synonym for children of God, a synonym for a believer, a synonym for a Christian. Sometimes we use that word disciple as a synonym for an apostle. So we speak about the twelve disciples, meaning the twelve apostles. But that word disciple is very specific. It not just means believer, it means being a student, being a learner. And so if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to spend time with Jesus. Listening to Jesus. Learning from Jesus. Thinking about what Jesus has said. Committing what Jesus has said to one's memory. That it might sink deeply into the heart and affect the life in time and in eternity. Now, one time, these disciples, they walked with Jesus. They talked with Jesus. They learned from Jesus directly as He walked among men. We can't do that anymore. Today, we learn through the Bible. By hearing, by reading, by studying the Bible. And by learning from those whom Jesus calls to be His representatives. His representatives. We call these representatives pastors. Pastors. Jesus once said about His representatives, He who receives you receives Me. And he who receives Me receives the one who sent Me. And again, the one who hears you hears Me. And the one who rejects you rejects Me. So when Jesus' representatives, pastors, preach and teach God's Word as Jesus wants it to be preached and taught, you are actually hearing your Savior, His voice. And your Savior is setting you free and giving you freedom. Freedom. So you disciple of Jesus, you believer in Jesus, take a deep breath and relax and rejoice that Jesus and His Word has set you free from your slavery to sin, 
out of fear of ever confessing anything to Jesus Christ because you know He loves you. He died for you and He forgives you all your sins. You are hearing and you're continuing to hear this truth about Jesus, the gospel truth, that Jesus was born, that He lived, that He died for you and rose again for you. Heaven is yours. Breathe a sigh of relief. Freedom. You are free. Yet with all freedom comes responsibility. So use your freedom and the opportunities that God gives to you to read your Bible alone and with your family at home. Hear it read and preached here in church from his representatives and study and discuss it in Bible class and in Sunday school classes with other Christians. Of course, you're not going to do this because you're afraid of Jesus for the sins that you've committed, that Jesus is going to punish you if you don't. You do it because of Jesus' wonderful promise. If you abide in my word, you are really my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And so the Reformation, Dr. Martin Luther the Bible in the language of the people. It all concerns Jesus Christ. And it leads to preaching and teaching God's Word, delighting in that freedom and truth, and looking as disciples to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, believing what Jesus has said. Thanks be to God for the reformation of the church. In Jesus' name, amen.